You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I suck at dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Help I Suck at Dating. I'm Jared Haven, joined by the beautiful Vanessa Grimaldi. Uh, Dean, hi guys. Dean Unglert is not in studio right now. He's running a little bit late, and our first guest canceled on us, so we're really just winging it right now. <laughs> Pretty good. So we do best. Yeah, I feel like that's what we do best. Vanessa, how are you? How's everything? I'm good. It's finally a sunny day. I don't know if you can see my outside my window right now, but it's finally a sunny day in Montreal. It's been brutal. March, I feel like, I don't know what it's like back in LA because I keep forgetting what what nice weather is like, but March is just brutal because you think winter is over. And for anyone that lives in a city or country that has snow, you can totally understand my pain. It's like, I just can't wait for a spring to come along and for me to have some sort of energy back. March sucks. March, I remember March Rhode is Island. Terrible. March is the worst because everybody just assumes that snow is December, January, February, and then March comes and weather changes. And it doesn't because it just hits you. Never. It's like blindsides you with snow because you think, here yeah, we go, so spring's we'll- right around the corner, and then boom, eight inches of snow. Yeah, well, we uh, say in Italian, marzo e pazzo, which basically means March is crazy because you never know. There's always that one last snowfall that you're going to get. And I feel like it's probably going to happen someday soon. And then it's going to be like a, a week of spring in Montreal and then summer's going to be for two months. Vanessa's and just then always one-upping me. She has to speak Italian on this <laughs> podcast. I speak two languages. Marzo, Eng- I, I speak English and bad English. Do you notice, too, my Rhode Island accent sometimes? You, you know what the thing about oh, Rhode absolutely. Islanders? Yeah, it's bad. I hate myself for it because sometimes I'll add R's to words. I don't even know why. What? And then sometimes I'll drop R's from words that are supposed to be there, like ka, pock. You know, oh, yeah. that's kind of like the Boston side of me. I think Rhode Island has its own unique language, though. I find myself sometimes saying R's in words that just don't belong. And I don't know why. And it makes me feel like a big dummy. But that's okay. What are you going to do? You're far from a dummy. You don't feel like I have an accent when I speak? Um, what, what, bit, you do, right? what you do is you pronounce your words v- uh, very, very well. Like when you say important, 
You know, you pronounce your T's. You no, make sure the T's pronounced. It's the T's that I overpronounce. Yeah, yeah. like mountain, a, important. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been meaning to bring something up to you. There was, I can't remember what we were talking about, but a couple weeks back, you were talking about what oh, we, we in America would call eczema. But you said eczema. Oh, eczema. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, I think Vanessa's saying it. Because I'm a man, I wanted to correct you. I was like, oh, oh my God, Vanessa's saying it wrong. Oh, I should say something. But I-, I kept to myself. And then I, I texted my uh, my brother-in-law, who is from, uh, uh, he's from um, uh, Manitoba. I was like, how do you say this word? And I sent him, I wrote out eczema. And he wrote, he sent back eczema. I'm like, oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a Canadian thing. I had no idea. <laughs> Yeah, we make up our own. I thought it was more of a no, Montreal like thing because we speak two languages and sometimes I get confused. Like, I remember on the show when we were filming The Bachelor, I was on the couch like right before, uh, I think it was the last date before the engagement episode and I was talking to Nick. I, they didn't air this because he stopped and he, he started laughing and everyone started laughing at me. I was like, I feel so stupid. Con- wait, how do I say it? Contribute. But you got but it, the real way contribute? of saying it is contribute. Yeah. And he just, I was like talking about, I want to be able to contribute to the relationship and blah, 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 blah. And I was really into what I was talking about. And he just asked me, he's like, contribute. And I was like, huh? What are you talking about? Do you mean contribute? English is such a weird language when you really think about <laughs> yeah. it. Well, anyway, I, I guess we should, one. I guess we should talk about dating stuff, right? I don't know. This is a podcast about relationships and stuff. There was an article actually, Vanessa, that I saw you brought to my attention about, uh, Bad boyfriend alert. Did you see this? Yeah. Obviously, you saw this because you were the one who presented it to me. So there's an article on it's the, the taco, com. I don't know what that is. But of course, it headlines, bad boyfriend alert. If he does 10 of these 20 things, run for the hills. Uh, wait, did you read them? Because there's some of them that I'm like, mm, I think I, there's some guys that I've dated that did hit 10 of them, but I'm like, they're not, they're, they weren't bad boyfriends, but let's look at them. So he, the, like number 20, he makes his girl feel guilty for being happy. I think that this is just bad characteristics of a bad human being (laughs) like yeah that's what it is (laughs) like a lot of these things are like he makes his girl feel guilty for being happy yeah that's just being an you know yeah exactly and then the other one too he disappoints her every time they make plans number 18 he constantly texts his ex but they're just friends listen if you're in a relationship and some dude whether actually whoever it is boy girl doesn't matter if they're texting their ex big problem Big red flag well, right there. Hold on. You, you mentioned and you were honest about how you were still friends with an ex of yours. An ex who, and, sorry, not an ex. No, you're, oh, I'm getting this story wrong. Your yeah, best I think you're friend is, wrong. <laughs> your best friend is a female. Uh, yes. So, well, one of my closest friends, yeah, her name is Crystal. I've been friends with her for a while. Um, and, never did. well, Ashley, well, here's the thing. So, when Ashley and I first became friends, Ashley couldn't understand the concept that I was really close friends with this particular girl and we were both single because she just assumed that this girl must have had a crush on me, which was never the case. Uh And then she met Crystal and found out that it was so much more of a brother-sister relationship than anything else. And she's not an ex at all. Like, I I, I used to be friends with my ex, um, but I think when you're in a relationship, unfortunately, it just has to change on both sides because it makes the other person feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think, and I always say there's no reason we're in 2019. Now there's no reason of having to completely hate the person that you dated in order to move on from a relationship. I think you have to forgive, forgive yourself for, you know, the feelings that you had and then forgive the person for what they did to you. And you can still have an amicable, is that an English word? Yeah. Amicable. Amicable. 
amicable, amicable, amicable relationship, amicable relationship. I, um, I, I'm really good friends with uh, one ex of mine who basically right after the show aired, he, he was the only ex that called me and, and texted me and was super supportive. And was like, I'm buying your URL name, VanessaGrimaldi.com before someone else takes it. And he was just really supportive. And cool. then, yeah. Um, and, you know, but whenever I'm in like a, a relationship, he understands and I understand whenever he's in a, in a relationship that the texting is not frequent or it almost stops completely. Um, and there's no, find, there's no hard feelings there. Don't you find, though, it's easier to move on from a breakup if you hate the other person? Uh, I know, but that's, that's, yes. Maybe that's the and horrible talking, side of me saying that, but it, no, I but find it, it to be sense, true. No, it makes sense, though. Like, okay, let's say, Jared, you are, okay, let's say I break up with this guy that I'm dating now, okay? Because you guys are engaged. I don't even want to put that, like, bad juju on you and Ashley. Yeah, so no let's say the guy that I'm, yeah, no bad juju. So let's say the guy I'm dating now breaks up with me. It'd be so much easier for me to, like, hate his guts in order to just, like, Totally. Think of all the bad things that he's done, or turn, or like turn off all the good stuff that ha- that has happened in our relationship, and in order to move on, just like, like, oh, I'm better off without him. Nah, 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 nah. But I want it, and that's like the old me, and I'm really honest about this. But it's so much healthier for you in order to appreciate the person for the positives that they've given you. Yeah. And I just find the no? yes and no because. I went through a breakup in my early 20s with somebody that I was dating for a very long time who's the most wonderful person and there was no reason for the breakup. It just felt like it was time to go our separate ways and I it, it took honestly probably about eight months between the time that we broke up to really cut it off because there wasn't any reason for each other to hate one another. It was uh-huh. it just the feelings weren't there as, as strong as they used to be and we were growing apart and we were going in two different directions and I found at that time other people going through breakups where they had a reason to hate that person they were breaking up with. And mm-hmm. it was so much easier for them to move on mm-hmm. than for me because I didn't hate this person. I, I truly loved them as a human being, but I just don't think I was in love with them anymore. So it was this this long, horrible, exhausting breakup that ended up taking like eight months to finally really cut the cord because you want to just sugarcoat around everything. That's so funny that you mentioned so breakups and heartbreak. And I was reading this article and I wanted to find out and I'm switching articles now, but I wanted to find out why women, I feel like women suffer from heartbreak more than men. And I was trying to figure out why that was and why I was always this hopeless romantic. And I still am why I, you know, always picture this like romantic life that I was going to have with this guy who was just going to sweep me off my feet. And it was there was never going to be any red flags and life would have been perfect. And then I'm like, all these freaking Disney movies I used to watch where Cinderella or the Sleeping Beauty or whoever, like it's always a, a, a man coming in to save the woman. And, you know, he ends up like being this super romantic guy at the end of the movie. And then if you like graduate from Disney movies to rom-coms and there's always that happy ending at the movie. That's not real life. Yeah. Well, those, you know, those movies just play off of gender roles, which we need more of in today's society. That was a joke. That was. It's <laughs> yeah. waiting for that one. <clears throat> no, but it's true. And then I was reading up on what actually is heartbreak, and they were saying heartbreak is um, is a, so basically in a heartbroken syndrome, stress hormones cause the heart to enlarge, which affects the ability to pump blood, which is kind of like a mini heart attack. 
So there's it's a classic, science. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a classic symptom of, of a heart attack. It's like medically, it is a mini heart attack? Well, I don't know if it's actually a mini heart attack, but it's a symptom of what a heart attack can feel wow. like. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Well, this is what I read online, and, you know, you can't well, always read it. it's online, it's obviously not, true. Yeah, exactly. Like, my birthday's on the 29th. So you're saying there's science to why women feel more heartache during a breakup? No, I was just trying to understand what is an at what is, you know, because when you have a heartbreak and you've experienced this before, it's just like pain that you can't really describe unless you've gone through it. And I keep getting asked like, oh, have you ever been through a heartbreak? I'm the queen of getting my heart broken. So, yes, I under I totally empathize whenever someone comes to me and they have a story of, a, you know, a relationship that didn't end up working out. And truly, the only thing that helps and I hate saying this and I hate when anyone tells me this because that's not what you want to hear is time time heals all whether that's like for you Jared it was eight months to get over someone that you didn't hate but you just fell out of love with or you just weren't really into or if it's someone that really did you wrong and it might take you I don't know two weeks a month it's just time heals a broken heart and it's the worst thing that you want to hear yeah, time does heal Do you everything. Want, like, you know what's funny about time? Heal. You want to know what's, what's really what? funny about time? We have a time that this podcast starts at, right? And we want to start on time. Now, in order to start on time, we need you, you our host, to be on time. Oh, look who decided to join the party. There he is. Hey, hey, everyone. Fill me in on what I missed. Uh, we were just talking about love, heartbreak, relationships. Time. Time. It's all about time, really. Dean, how are you? What, what, what was going on? Why are we late? I'm sorry for being late, you guys. It's okay. What happened? Picking out the van he's going to be living in. You know, that yeah. traffic in LA just sometimes sneaks up on no, you. No, no, no. I need you to give me a 30-second story as to why you were late. I need it to be completely false, but give me a good one. Oh, man. No, come on. You don't put me Time on the spot is- like that. 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too sleepy to be this creative. Up. Dean, what walk of shame were you doing? I'm exhausted today, you guys. Again, I apologize for being late. I, I just spent the weekend uh, with Peter and Alex. <laughs> And I just am oh, I'm exhausted. How is dear Peter and Alex? You know, they're doing really well. Um, hey, Peter who and Alex who? Peter Krauss and Alex Bordakov. All right. There we go. The two gentlemen from my season. Is um, Alex doing Paradise? He is Australian Paradise. The same one you I saw. I saw because you tagged him and I looked at his Instagram. Yeah. And I saw him post a picture that said Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh, they haven't announced real? the cast yet. So for the listeners out there, there's an Australian Bachelor in Paradise and Alex along with a couple other Americans, are going to be down there. Because Jared did that last year. Yeah, I did it last year before uh, Ashley and I got together. When she did Winter Games, I did Bachelor in Paradise Australia. You yeah, know, the same thing. Um, and it's funny because he filled me in on a lot of what happened down there. And obviously being on a beach in Fiji for a month sounds amazing. Um, but it just sounds a little bit different than the experience that we had with the uh, U.S. Bachelor in Paradise. And you've done both, I guess, so you would know. Well, it was different. I heard... So some cast members that were on my season of Bachelor in Paradise Australia went back and I talked to them a little bit about it and they said that they were a little bit more strict this time around Mm. because in the season I went to, it was a free-for-all pretty much. It was crazy because on the American version of Paradise, you are on camera legitimately 24-7. Cameras, Dean, you can attest to this, in your rooms. They wake you up at 8 o'clock in the morning with a camera in your face. You go to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning. There's still a camera there. With Bachelor in Paradise Australia, literally, I remember... I'd wake up at like ten in the morning. That's what that's what he was telling me. Mosey like, on down to the breakfast place. There were no cameras, nobody's mic'd up, but everybody's hanging out, yeah. talking about what happened the night previous. Yeah. And then I I remember being mind boggled because we're talking about serious things that happened at rose ceremonies and cocktail parties. None of it being captured. Right. 
And then like one o'clock in the afternoon, they'd be like, all right, guys, let's get mic'd up. And then they would put us in these chats. And yeah. be like, okay, let's talk about what happened last night. Right. It's like, well, we already did, but I guess we'll talk about it again. So it just didn't feel as authentic right. because it wasn't the first time we were talking about it. So that's exactly what he said, too. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't, you know, be for not forced, but I wouldn't be required to do anything on camera until about noon every single day. And I'm like, that's a night and day difference to Bachelor in Paradise US because it's like, like you said, you're up at 8 a.m. Um, you're mic'd basically the second your foot step touches the ground after leaving your bed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's fun. Fiji obviously would be a blast. Um, do you know who else went down there? I do. Are you allowed to say no? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Am I allowed to say? I don't know. Let's not even go down that road. <laughs> Is it somebody that's been on Paradise, the American version? I like that. I know two Americans, all three Americans, including Alex that go down there. Um, did you watch your Australian Paradise season when it was airing? Uh, no, I did not because it was I was with Ashley at this point. Yeah. So we filmed in November of 2017, and then it didn't start airing, I think, until like April, April. or May. Yeah, something like that. Of 2018, because it was so different, because with Winter Games, with you guys, you guys like, filmed in December, and it aired in February. February. Like a month and a half later. And so mine was a little bit weirder. And also, I couldn't really... I watched some clips of it. Mm. A lot of it was on YouTube. Um, but obviously, I was with Ashley at the time, so I didn't really want to revisit a time I was in But you didn't Paris like kiss that. anyone or anything like that? No, I was there for two weeks, went through five rural ceremonies, did not kiss a girl. That's lovely. Did not kiss oh. anybody. And I, from what I understand through Alex's uh, explanation of it all, it seems like the Americans are brought in kind of as novelties, right? Like the Australian... Um, viewers don't really care about the American cast members. They care about, obviously, the Australians that they've seen on Bachelor, Bachelorette, um, or the, the I guess the newcomers that they bring in as well. And then the Americans are there just basically, not like to be made fun of, but just essentially as a novelty, like, oh, look at this American we brought in too. Like, yeah, well, they were going to bring in Australian contestants uh, to the American to, yeah. version on your season yeah. as novelties as well as just like outsiders. But then obviously your kind season... Of you know that whole thing went down. We I do know. Remember. I do know. Courtney Dober was supposed to come down to Bachelor in Paradise on my season. Yeah, he was um, at the hotel. He was at the hotel. Never went down. And then that's wait. What, your season of the Bachelorette. Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, okay. And, so he never came down the steps because obviously there's that big um, shutdown for like a week and a half. And then that's why. Well, that's not why. But then they were like, okay, we're gonna have you come on Winter Games. No, Courtney. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it was funny because there was a girl that was on my season of Paradise, Kira, who was supposed to go on the American version in the hotel. Same thing as Courtney. Oh. And Wasn't then, she like the villain or something? She was. She's fantastic. You like her? Dude, she's awesome. Really? She's just one of those people, you know, like, it's hard to compare and contrast, but like Ashley was kind of like the villain of her season. Yeah. Not really, but just like dramatic. Nobody liked her. And then, not nobody liked her, but, and then she went on Paradise and everybody <laughs> fell in love with her, right? Yeah. The same thing with Kira, where like on her season, she causes drama. She's a little like scandalous. And then, you know, they end up loving her because she's just real and authentic and crazy. And it's fantastic. So why don't you date Kira on Bachelor in Paradise Australia? Because it was, uh, there was not that romantic chemistry. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but you. I loved being around her. She's right. the best. Romantic chemistry, obviously, is very important. Uh, very important, as we all three of us uh, know too well. But before we move on... My name is Hove. H-O-V? H to the O-V. Tom Brady runs out to that song. Just keep just keep talking. That's, sorry. Just keep doing your thing. Well, anyway, you guys heard about Joybird? Have you guys... Of course we've heard... Well, I've heard about Joybird. Well, are you redecorating your home? Um, yeah, actually, I just ordered a couch from them. Really? Yeah. What, what kind of couch? I can't remember the exact name and model of it, but it's like this heather gray, um, beautiful couch. I want a gray couch so badly. Tanner and I was just over at Tanner and Jade's house, and they got a brand new couch. I can't remember if I got it from Joybird or not, but it is the most comfortable sure thing. 
And honestly, the problem is uh, our couch at the condo right now smells like because we got a puppy oh, God. and she pees everywhere. And here's the problem. She pees everywhere. And now our other dog, Gurgi, who's five, Starts smells her pee. Oh, so wants to mark his territory. Class. Exactly. So now, oh, oh dude, it's horrible. We've Wait, been, well, how long have you had this new dog for? I feel like you should have her potty trained by now. She is potty trained, but apparently, so she is about nine months. We got her back in September. Okay. She's potty trained, but she started reverting back, going mm. back, uh, uh, peeing inside, barking at people. And we were looking it up and dogs can have adolescent years. So she's kind of like Aww. a teenager right now. Hmm. She's like lashing back. She's lashing back a little bit. So it's causing a little bit of an issue with the couch, which is why we need a new couch. But the great thing is now we have Joybird. And we all know that you guys have heard about the revolution in online furniture shopping. And it's all about Joybird. And that is the company behind it. Because Joybird believes that you should never settle when it comes to your home furnishings. And that you should always have the freedom to be boldly original. Vanessa, when I hear the phrase boldly original, I think of you. And I don't know why. Really? Why do you think of me? I have zero idea. But I think of like Dr. Thing. Pepper or something, or like Pringles. <laughs> Pringles. I don't know. It just makes original. me think of like that'd be like a tagline for like a snack or something. Boldly original, the good bo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, nice. Are you saying I stink? That's, yeah, that's actually Dean's part. Maybe. Well, with Joybird, you can get one of a kind furniture made to your unique taste. Turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options from mid-century modern to contemporary classics, customizable, and amazing array of fabric choices from rich buttery leather kind of mm. sounds delicious, and plush velvets to every color imaginable. Jared, did you know that each Joybird piece is made by hand with care and precision using high quality hardwood and re- responsibly sourced materials to fit your exact specifications and, Jared... Uh-oh. It also has a limited lifetime warranty. Holy moly. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Lifetime? Isn't that incredible? Does that mean for like the rest of our lives? The rest of our lives. We can be on our deathbed and return our Joy Bird defective <laughs> furniture. Knock on wood that we make it that far. If I'm on my deathbed when I'm 140 years old, I want to return my Joy Bird couch just for the giggles of it. No, but it, it has to be, God. there has to have a reason for it. It has to be like a manufactured defect or so something. So even like if it's the best couch of all time and I'm 140 years old, I can't return it? Well, if there's a defect, like say maybe the leg breaks. Yeah, maybe, that's fair. You know. Yeah, but Joybird's so good, the leg's not going to break. But I mean, that's that's you're exactly right. And on top of that limited lifetime warranty, there's also a 365 day home trial. So you can sit on it, you can sleep on it, you can break it in. If you don't love your Joybird, return it for a full full refund so i know obviously it's not a full lifetime um and you're not going to be 100 140 years old on your deathbed returning it but they do offer hassle-free in-home delivery and they'll even remove the packing materials so the warranty covers manufacturer's defect but then you also have the 365 day return it for 100 uh, for 100 price back well that's awesome because you can try it out and if you like it which we know you're going to you can keep it and if you don't like it which trust me you're going to love it you can return it yeah uh, as I was just talking, dogs can ruin furniture and rugs. Ashley and I know all too much about that. So we're trying to find new, affordable, and timeless furniture for the condo right now and hopefully for our future family home. And we're trying to make our apartment a little bit more adult-like and less bachelor pad-esque, mm. you know. So uh, we just ordered the Soto chair and Taylor felt gray and maple wood. I'm pretty stoked to get that in the mail. Uh, so as you guys can see how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture shopping. You can create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash Dean. You go to joybird.com slash Dean. That's D-E-A-N and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off 
for your first order by using code Dean. Dean. Vanessa, where are you on that you one? You guys are hilarious. Where are you, I Vanessa? just love watching you guys. I just Come want to say twenty five percent off. That's big. Well, for, for furniture's expensive, so twenty five percent off. That could be in the hundreds of dollars. That's you know? a big chunk yeah. plus a year warranty. I love Joybird. A lifetime warranty for def- defects. Hey, when you get that uh, when you get that soda chair and Taylor felt gray and Maplewood, um, are you going to break it in? Well, that's a personal question. <laughs> um, next. And next. And on that note, moving right along. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Let's so do it. Literally didn't come up with questions. I'm on my on the internet right now Googling questions, but I kind of like that. So here's some fun questions for Dean and Vanessa so you can learn a little bit more about the hosts and their pet peeves. Ready? Are you going to ask us what a pet peeve is? Dean, what's your silliest recent fashion trend? What do you think the silliest fashion trend is recently? That I've the encompassed? Po- that you've encompassed, you've seen, you've worn. I don't leave the house without a beanie on. Yeah, what's up with that? And it's 85 degrees in Los Angeles. Is it because your hair? So oh, Dean's no. hair is... Dean, you're growing out I'm your growing hair. out the flow, yeah. It, I I love flow. Dude, I'll never forget. This is... God, people are going to think I'm so pathetic. Well, we already do. Well, Tom Brady grew out his hair in 2010, and literally when he put oh his helmet God. on... Dude, I, I heard you heard not, Tom Brady. flow was like 
his hair was out of the helmet. Out of the helmet. I do remember, I remember that. As look. he throw, as he was the unanimous MVP, it was the most badass move. Like he's on his on the sideline fixing his hair, and then he goes on the field and throws for four touchdowns. <laughs> and it's like this man, this man. He's not a man. He's Superman. He's I Superman. feel like Jared. I feel like he would be your your um. How do you say it in English? Your cap blanche. Oof. Like your uh, you know. Carte blanche when you're allowed to cheat on your significant other? No. First, no. Okay. Ashley, Ashley and I don't have a hall pass. No hall pass. You don't? Okay. What hall about if Ashley's hall pass was Tom Brady? Pass? That way you and Tom Brady could be Eskimo Ooh. brothers. That might be worth something exploring. <laughs> 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 All right. To answer that question, it's a fantastic opportunity, but I, I, I would not want that. I would just want to, I would want to go on a double date. Tom, Giselle, Ashley, me. You know what I mean? That's not too much to ask. What if you guys pulled the switcheroo? Ashley gets Tom for the night and you get Giselle for the Ooh. night. Why do you have to ask me these questions on air? <laughs> because I think we all know the answer to that. No, okay, we just hear no. You say Ashley it. is the one person for me. I love her. Giselle Bunchen, huh? Yeah, but if you guys can. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's the silliest trend you've yeah. seen, Vanessa? Or you've worn? What was the weirdest thing you've ever worn throughout your entire life? Weirdest? I can't think of weirdest, but the one thing now, I just feel like I've become really lazy. And maybe that has part to do with the fact that I'm in a relationship, but I'm always in leggings. Mm. Leggings or like, I don't wear deodorant anymore either. I oh. think Dean has inspired me. That's what's up. I love that. Well, you don't wear, do you wear deodorant when you work out? No. I haven't worked out in a while, so. Oh, well, that's mm. fair. Well, first yeah, of all, I don't think you're. I don't think your man's too upset about you wearing leggings around the house. Agreed. You know what I mean? they're, they're, they're no, but good. you know when you just want to feel good as a girl, like you just feel you want to be dolled up a little bit. Mm. I have to get back into that phase of feeling good and looking half decent. Oh my god! You right now on this TV screen, Vanessa, you have never looked better in my opinion. Oh, stop it. That's Jared's part. He's the one that compliments me. You're the one that makes fun of me. I think it just might be your uh, yeah, relationship Dean, glow. Up. Yeah, Dean. Let me be the nice guy. Okay, well, sorry for giving you a compliment. I'll just go <laughs> myself. I guess. Um, the most one, one of the most embarrassing things I remember wearing was in high school. I used to be the two polo guy at both colors. Oh no, flips. dude, it was horrible. I had no idea what Did I was thinking. Did you pop your collar? Both uh, of them. Both of them. <laughs> Both of the colors. Listen, people I was, actually did that. I was trying to be cool. All oh, right, yeah. East Coast vibe, I guess. <clears throat> Guys, was, I dated this. I dated this guy who um, would pop his collar, but then I realized he was wearing foundation. Hmm. I buy. Well, how old was this guy? Uh, he must have been nineteen. Wow. Nineteen yeah, wearing foundation. Wow. That seems a little young. You know, it's another thing that I didn't do, but I've seen other guys at bars, and I just saw it this past weekend. Guys who are at a, like a beach bar and they're wearing a button down shirt, but mm-hmm. it's not buttoned. It's just opened. Yeah. With nothing underneath it. Oh, that's not. I like that. That's a move. I like that. Dude. I, like I like that. that. If it's linen, well, the, you can the, get away with it. But, but the, the, the T-shirt underneath has to be baggy. It can't be like super tight. No, 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 no. No T-shirt, no t-shirt chest hair flowing out. I like oh, no. I like like a white tee with like a blue button down open. But here's the thing. At the bar... If you're just walking around with a button-down shirt that's open and you're, and, and you're letting your chest flow, just like either one, take the shirt off, go shirtless, or two, button the shirt off. I, think I don't it, know. Pet peeve, weird. It, it really depends on location. You can do that on, a, like you said, on like a beach bar. Yeah, but this was, place was like, oh, yeah. a, uh, like a restaurant slash bar that was on the water. Just, I don't know. But even still, yeah. like, bro, come on. Come on. Button the shirt off. It's <laughs> a linen, it off yeah, that's not hot. If it's a linen, maybe you can get away with it. Um, in high school, I also wore tall tees. You guys know what tall tees oh are? Oh my god, yeah. Uh, that, no, look, what's that? Every T-shirt that I owned in my closet went from my shoulders all the way down to my knees. Basically, um, it was just an like, extra, 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 extra large T-shirt. Um, I had like thirty of them, and I also wore uh, uh, 
um, 50, what are those hats? The, the fitted hats? Oh, 5950? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. So basically, it was like we all thought that we were gangsters. He's so bringing a picture up right now, and that was what Dean looked like in high school. And right in there. hindsight, not my best look. I also, uh, I used to wear basketball jerseys to school. Oh, yeah, all the time. And my favorite was my Paul Pierce Boston Celtics one, but I used to tuck it in. Um, I, I, th- I never <laughs> thought weird. anything of it. My dad just taught me to like tuck in my shirts at a young age, and so I would tuck in my basketball jersey. Wow. I'll never forget. <laughs> That's cool. That's weird. One of the, so I'm walking through school. You're lucky we didn't see each other white, in high school. They're beating you up. Yeah, with your long. <laughs> oh god. Um, so I remember I was wearing a white shirt underneath and my basketball jersey over the top, and I had it tucked in into my jeans. And this was like before homeroom, and all of a sudden, one of the coolest kids in school. I'll never forget. He started walking up to me. And he started like untucking my shirt. And he was being, he was like, bro, don't do that. Like, <laughs> He's like, don't do that. Don't ever talk to Let shirt. me help you out Basketball here. Let me help you here. He's like, football jerseys? Yeah, you can tuck in. Basketball jerseys? No. And for some reason, that just stayed in my mind as one of uh, the most impressionable things that ever happened to me in high school. Like, okay, all right, don't tuck in the basketball jersey. Don't I was uh, I was rocking your Celtics on uh, I Saturday saw that, bro. Week. Yeah. Yeah, it was a KG number five. KG number five. Dude, great one. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> I feel like God. you guys should start a side podcast on sports. I don't think I know enough about sports. I think my sports no. knowledge has steadily declined as I've aged. Well, how are you feeling about Joe Flacco, baby? I feel really good about him, honestly. God, these, nobody's going to listen to this podcast after that one. All right, <laughs> Who's Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco. He's the new quarterback for the uh, Denver Broncos. Oh, God. Okay, we're going to next question. Um, which technology from science fiction do you wish existed? Time travel. <gasps> yes. Oh, yep. uh, one, back huh? to the fu- what is it? Back to the Future? Of course. So All three of them, really. Yeah. Yep. Um, what technology... Yeah, I mean, time travel is just such an easy one. Maybe like, a getting, sh- like a shrink ray? Or a shrink ray would be pretty cool. Be able to like go microscopic. I used to fantasize about that after I'd watch um, um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Like I always oh, imagined yeah. myself being just uh, like the size of an ant and running around and having a whole new perspective on life. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's the dumbest chorus from a recent song? The what? The dumbest. What is the chorus dumbest in a song? chorus from a recent song? Hmm. I got to be honest. This is going to be an unpopular opinion. I think, especially to our audience. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. Yeah, oh, you knew I knew that you were going to say that. No, that's the best song. That's my anthem. Why do you like that song so much? Why do I love that song? Because we were just talking about how it's so much easier to hate someone that you dated. So it's like that's your like polite way of saying I hate you. Bye. I know, but next. it's kind of pretentious, isn't it? Like, thank you. Next, and it's like, oh Ugh, god. I love it. I will say the music video. So incredible. I'm a big incredible. Ariana fan. I like Ariana. I'm just not a big fan of that particular song. I don't, uh, I don't really like her music. I just think she's really pretty. She's beautiful. Yeah. How do you feel about Pete Davidson and Kate Beckinsale? That's I, an odd pairing, huh? Kate Beckinsale was the girl from Titanic, right? No. No. That's Kate Winslet. Oh, my God. Ah. That's Kate Winslet. Kate Beckinsale's <laughs> from Underworld. Right. Yeah. Okay. Next question. She's, well, she's also <laughs> the wife. She's Adam Sandler's wife in Click. That's a big role for her. That's obviously. a big point of reference for a lot of people. I would agree. That's yeah. the first one that came to mind. Academy Award winning Click. What did it win? Best Makeup. Oh. All right, that's fair, I guess. For the, for the fat suit. Yeah, the makeup job was pretty good towards yeah. the end of the movie. What else you got? Uh, what job would you be absolutely terrible at? Modeling. Pod- podcast host. Podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> Radio host. Uh, Anything one- that needs to Dean needs to be on time for. Okay, you're yeah, late one time. <laughs> no, no, no. Forever known first. as the late guy. But- Vanessa, what do you think you would suck at as a job? I would suck at modeling. I don't like ta- I don't like being photographed. It gives me so much anxiety. I like taking pictures of people. You don't like but being I mean photographed? Because- no, I have to for Instagram, you know, to like 
get that engagement say, up that's and shit. Like, yeah, that's like our world right now. I know. I, I, I don't like it. That's why I started a YouTube channel because I feel like I'm better with video than I am with pictures. What job would I... What job would, I don't think I'd suck at a job. I'm really good at everything. Um, what is, uh, What's your perfect Saturday look like? Oh, great question. <sighs> Staying home in pajamas. Not I'm, showering. Not brushing my teeth. Not Uber brushing eating. your teeth? That's a perfect no. Saturday? Yeah, like not like completely allowing yourself to be lazy. Hmm. Huh. I think ignoring hygiene is different than being I, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're talking to the wrong crowd here. Vanessa, but. you just gained a lot of points in my book with that answer. <laughs> Coming from the guy who's about to live in a van. <laughs> um, Saturday, Dean? Probably just a beach day with the boys. Beach day with the boys? Yeah, that'd be a good one. Maybe uh, maybe wear my uh, my button down shirt to a bar, unbutton it all the way, and just drink some Coronas. Oh yeah. God, this douchebag Corona with a lime. <laughs> Dean, I'll take, do you have I'll take a hair? Corona Rita, please. Pardon, Vanessa. Do you have chest hair? I've got a couple. Let me see. Let's say pull down. Oh yeah, there we go. There's a couple. Actually, there's, oh, a, lot there. there's a lot That's more like coming. Barely in. any. No, why don't we bring this conversation back to dating? Also, bring it back. Let's talk. Well, let's talk about red flags. When you're first dating someone, yeah. what are some red flags? What are some red flags that you consider a big like no no, and that's like your time to dishonesty? Say thank you next. That's such a vague answer. What if you start seeing holes Wait. in the stories that people tell you, and then you maybe you don't even like want to have to call them on it? Yeah, but what kind of s- stories? Like like people love to embellish. People love to make yeah. themselves sound cooler and better than they really are. And the second that I like start to catch people doing that, I'm like, this is just I'm out. So you don't like a tryhard. Somebody who's really not even actively try- trying to impress you. So, exactly. Someone that like thinks that they need to make something up or embellish or exaggerate a truth because they think that'll make them look better. Oh, God. Yeah, but I feel like that's the at the beginning of every date that you go on. Like the first like couple of dates, they're always going to try to make themselves sound or look cooler. I get it, but I absolutely hate when people do that. And you guys always give me okay. crap for being so self-deprecating. And that's one of the reasons I do that is because I want to avoid that at all costs i agree i like being self i like being self-deprecating as well because of that but to be fair to any of these people who are doing it to you you are seen as kind of like a little bit of a sex symbol from the bachelor franchise so maybe they're just trying to get on your level you know what i mean true 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 right i've got my life together if you don't want if you did the amount of women that hit me up to try to like slide into your dms or try to get your number or your attention is wild when that's the same every time you, i have something whenever i post a story with you or something all my friends text me and say hey what's uh what's vanessa's deal <laughs> hey uh dean before yeah, the, the four friends that, that you keep mentioning it's literally my entire instagram that goes crazy every time i post a picture of you well yeah because oh it just is it's the way that it works you know you have a lot of female followers i have a lot of female followers but then my close friends are always asking me who's that girl it's Jess. That girl. It's Jess. Oh, yeah, I love that show. <laughs> that song works so hard. I love that song. It's Vanessa. Oh, I love that show uh, so much. What if, okay, what if the guy, I'm a really, okay, do you, I know Jared, you said that you, you and Ashley have each other's passwords for your computer and your phone. Yeah. Um, what if, like, you start dating a guy Actually, and <laughs> I'm someone who's really curious. So I, I'd want to know, like, ooh, what's he texting or who is he texting? And if he starts to, like, suddenly shift his phone away from you. Ooh. That's like, Big dude, what are you hiding? Certainly. Yeah, we've talked about this before because, like, even like when guys bring their phones into the bathroom, apparently that yep. could be a red flag. Even though yep. I, I bring mine because I listen to the music while I'm in the shower. No, yeah. keep the door open. Keep that door open. No. That's my policy with my boyfriend. I'm like, Fuck you that. keeping that door what open? About, no, what about privacy? What about when I go no. to number two before showering solely so I could get, like, if yeah. you're, you know, like, 
You get the steam. You want to get the smell so they don't hear you. The noise thing is the big thing for me is I'll literally go. I'll take a shower sometimes just so I can go number two yeah, and get away with it. If there's no fan in the bathroom, that shower's going on. You take a in your shower? No, oh, you Vanessa. turn the shower on, on and oh. then you, you go alleviate poop. yourself. Oh, you guys are so wasteful. Yes. Just, just courtesy flush as you're going. No. No, 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 because you don't even tell them that you're going to the bathroom. You say, hey, I'm going to take a shower real quick, alleviate yourself of your number two, yeah. and then you jump in the shower and pretend like you never even did it. No, you leave the door open. This happened to me one time. The door was unlocked, and then oh, I no, put the shower on. In. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, <laughs> here's my private time. And I sit down, and all of a sudden, it was like a... Like the doors are opening, and I frantically get up and shut the door. <laughs> and Ashley's like, "What are you doing? It's me." And I'm like, "I'm not in the shower right now." <laughs> and it's like, God, so now I have to lock the door because I, I. So do you hilarious. live with your boyfriend? I can't remember. No. Uh, uh, no, I don't live with my boyfriend. But we're, I'm like, I don't care. I don't have any secrets. I don't like. It's not I, about I like secrets. It's not about secrets. I know, it's not but about I mean, secrets like, I get about the, the whole privacy thing. But I'm someone who's so open like i'm open and about a lot of things so i'm like okay i'm going to take a shit what's the big deal i don't know i don't know if, I, if ashley said hey i'm gonna go take a shit i'd be like okay I, I, maybe i don't use that terminology <laughs> but i'm like i'm going to the bathroom like i'll be long wink wink no yeah nah, i mean i do I don't the same I like thing that. i'm like all right i gotta go to the bathroom but i also don't want the door open i don't want i don't want anybody whether it be ashley my 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 parents my friends like i just want that time alone yep you know, it's just, it's such an intimate okay, well, moment. I <laughs> That's quality uh, I don't want production value right it. there. I don't want anybody hearing flush. it. I, ba- okay, I barely if- want to smell and hear it myself. Yeah. So I don't want anyone else to smell Dude, anytime it. I go to a public bathroom, I literally put my headphones in because I can't hear other dudes doing their business because uh, then I, oh I just need to like zone out. Yeah, yeah whatever. I'm weird. I don't know. I, I mean, I, no, I think I'm weird because every to, time I talk about it, people look at me like, why would you ever want to talk about your business in the bathroom? I'm like, why wouldn't I? I used to have to take off my shirt every single time I went number two. Yeah, you said that before. Yeah. Why? This is, uh, like, up until I was like 23 years old, every single time, whether I was in a public restroom, personal bathroom, my shirt comes off and I hang it up. I don't know. I just I felt, you get hot? I felt like the smell would like come up and get stuck in the shirt or something. It was just like this weird <laughs> thing that I had. Just the shirt. Dude, I'm going to give you some poopery. Well, the they sent me a box full yeah, of... Yeah, the pants always come down. They but have to. I had a buddy that would strip totally naked to, to oh. go number two. Yeah, see, I Dude, would go to that extreme. If I ever saw Dean walk out of a public stall with his shirt off... No, I would take like, the shirt off in woo! the stall and hang it up on the hook on the wall, on the door. <laughs> That's what it's I know, for, man. but maybe do you, do you put the shirt back on before you walk out? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you were like... No, buttoning your shirt up as you watch So next up, uh, we have a guest coming into studio. Jared, do you want to do you want to talk about who we have coming in next? Uh, well, we have Kimry Lewis, and she stars on the ABC hit show Single Parents, which airs Wednesdays at nine thirty. And it's funny because Chris Harrison just made a guest appearance on that. Did you guys see that? Um, we oh, yes, we did. did see that, and uh-huh. we're also going to love to talk to Kimry about that a little bit. But before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about Sleep Number um, and about how it can help you improve sleep, your, improve your energy, your mood, your productivity, everything. So the new Sleep Number 360 smart bed helps everyone from parents to pro athletes improve their daily performance through proven quality sleep. You need to feel the difference for yourself because so many couples disagree on mattress firmness. Sleep Number 360 smart beds lets you choose your ideal firmness on each side so it's just not... So it's just right for both of you. And I feel like as even as an individual, my preference for uh, firmness has fluctuated so much. I used to love it really firm. Now I think I like it really soft. So I'm probably somewhere in the middle as well, too. Um, the 360 smart beds are so smart. They sense your every move and automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. 
Sleep Number has been ranked highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses by J.D. Power for 2018. Award information, you can check it out at jdpower.com. Dean, are you always on your laptop in bed too? Yes and no. So you pretty much work from bed as well? Well. Because I do. Guys, I'm doing this podcast from my bed. Yeah. See, we're always working in bed. We fold laundry on our bed. We book our next travel on our bed. True. Guys, we use our bed a lot. And now my favorite sleep number is 40. So it's not too soft. It's not too hard. It's right in the middle. You know what I'm saying? What is Ashley's number? Uh, Right about 40. Yeah. Yeah, we're about the same line on that one. That's good. So you can come in now and save up to... $500 $500 on select wow. sleep number 360 beds. Wow. You you will only find sleep number at one of their 575 sleep number stores nationwide. You can also visit sleepnumber.com slash Dean. And you can find that will help you find the nearest one to get your 360 bed today. Once again, you go to sleepnumber.com slash Dean. Dean. Oh, that was Dean. <laughs> D-E-A-N, guys. Visit sleepnumber.com slash Dean right now where you can find a sleep number near you to get your 360 smart bed today. For up to $500 off. That's just mind-blowing, the things that we do for you guys. It's just spectacular, (laughs) if I don't say Um, myself. And one more thing I want to talk to you guys about. Well, we all want to talk to you guys about. Vanessa, do you want to tell our listeners about Robin? Yeah. So, well, you guys know that my 2019 uh, New Year resolution is to learn how to invest. And I discovered this app called Robinhood, which is basically an investing app that lets you buy and sell stock, ETFs, options, cryptos. And the best part of it is all commission free. So other brokerages charge $10 for every trade. And that's insane. $10 for every trade, but not Robinhood. Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. And that's exactly what you want to be doing when you're investing your own money into this. So plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started. So you can start investing at any level. Have you guys started investing any of your money yet? Not yet, but I yeah. want to. I really want to. Yeah, I'm always used- scared of not being set up for the future. I've been using Robinhood a little bit. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it's really like I'm someone who had no idea how to invest or what it, that even looked like, but it's super simple to use. Um, they have this intuitive design that makes investing super easy for newcomers like myself and for people who are experts. I have a friend of mine who's actually been using the app with me and he's legit like the best person to invest with. And he told me about Robinhood too. So he knows about it. A lot of my friends around me have been using it and it's been really successful. You can view easy to understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four steps on your smartphone. So it's very, very simple. I'm using it. Like I said, I had no idea about investing before the Robinhood app. You can also view stock collections such as 100 most popular or companies with female CEOs. And with Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss out on the right moment to invest, which is really important. You have to know about the the companies that you're investing in. So Robinhood gives you your favorite companies to find out background information about them, just what's happening, um, and just so you can make a smart decision. Robinhood is giving listeners of our podcast, Help I Suck a Dating, a free stock <laughs> Like Apple, that's oh. crazy. Apple's a Whoa. great stock. Yeah, yeah Apple's an Apple, awesome stock. Ford or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. So like I said, help us like a dating podcast listeners. You get a free stock like Apple, Ford or Sprint. Sign up at Dean1, D-E-A-N number one dot Robinhood dot com. 
and you can get a free stock. Apple's trading at one eighty-seven dollars and ninety-one cents. Granny Smith apples yeah. are trading at one dollar and eighty-seven. No, Apple the uh, the, the Apple, Apple. Apple stock. Oh, okay, Apple. Like yeah. your phone, your computer. Oh, all that good stuff. That Apple. You've heard of that Apple before, right? Um, yeah. I met a guy on a flight last year when I was flying from like uh, Bombay to Jodhpur with my friends when I was in India, and he was Humble like, brag. he was a uh, he was an Indian man who lived in San Francisco. Uh, who was just maybe one of the smartest people I've ever met. Like just, you could just tell by having a conversation with him. And he was like, you have to invest in this stock. Uh, Trump just imposed tariffs on this metal and their stock took a hit, but it's actually not really that big of a deal and it's going to rebound. And I was like, okay, I'm going to invest in this stock invested. Not like a whole lot of money, but like I bought a little bit of it okay. and it's done nothing but go down oh, and down no. and down. How smart could this guy could have been? Well, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I just trust this guy's judgment. I don't know what it is. It's only, I've yeah. only been two hours, but Anyways. Well, that's why you should use Robinhood. No, it's research. a little bit smarter. Yes. That's what Robinhood's great about because it does give you the research and the data that and you And it's need. a great name, too. Yeah. Take from the rich, give to the poor. Yeah. Take from everyone else and give it all to me. Before we jump into having Kimry in studio, let's uh, have a couple emails. What do you guys say? Yeah. Let's do some emails. I feel guilty. So we have three emails. Two of them, um, or maybe all of them are more. Yeah. They're all for you, Dave. Tailored to me. <laughs> Well, we kind just of live vicariously through you, Dean. I think it's probably because all of the codes that we have for all of our sponsors use the word Dean, Dean. and so we just hear the name Dean more often, and the people are just like, eh, let me ask Dean. Yeah, so no, that's fine. They love you more. Um, from the ladies of Maple Street, I'm just going to read a couple. This one's short and easy. It's titled Blimps, and it says, Dear Dean, have you conquered your fear of blimps yet? And thank you, ladies of Maple Street, but I want you to know I never had a fear of blimps. It, fear was, a of fear, it was a fear of heights. Um and I was at a NASCAR race yesterday with my friends, and there was a, the Goodyear blimp was circling the entire time. And I was like, I'm one of very few people that have ever flown one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I guess I've conquered my fear of blimps, even though I never had one. Fear of heights is also something that is, you know. But you've heights. conquered that, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, skydiving seems to do the trick. Right? Well, okay, here's the thing with the whole fear of heights thing is... I'm like super sarcastic, uh, and I think that I was just joking around with them a little bit. I was like, oh my God, I'm terrified of heights. And I am, like, I have had stints of fear of flying. But they, I think they just built it up to be a little bit more than it really was. Um, all about conquering fears and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, I have conquered that. Um, Vanessa, you can answer this one for us from Maxwell. So, Maxwell says uh, he has trust issues and therapy, and we all know that you're an advocate for therapy. So, he says, my parents hate me and repeatedly tell me so. It's gotten to the point where we no longer talk to each other at all. I am a 20-year-old and have started taking dating seriously because I need love in my life. But every time I meet a new girl, one of three things happens thanks to my family issues. I struggle to trust them. I trust them too much, too fast, or I just keep them as far away from my heart as possible. How do you handle traumatic family problems in your dating life? I've tried therapy like all of us because we've all been to therapy, but it hasn't worked for me. So what's your advice for Maxwell? Oh, well, starting to date at 20 years old is that's, you know, you're, you're just starting to learn a little bit more about yourself. And when you're introducing someone else into your life romantically, it will bring up some form of issues that you may have. And like you said, Maxwell, you have trust issues and I'm 31 years old and I just found out that I have major trust issues. So I totally get it. Um, and my therapy is focusing around why that, why those trust issues exist. And I did get to the bottom of it and I still have trouble with, um, I guess allowing myself to trust other people. But once you start noticing signs of, um, like, let's say with me, it would be trusting that someone is 
seeing the truth and I'm going to have to get to the bottom of whether they're lying to me or not. Allowing yourself to say, okay, this is an example that uh, an exercise that I do with my therapist is like a scientific fact. And then like a Vanessa fact. So Vanessa fact is he's always lying to me and I'll write that down on a piece of paper. And then a scientific fact next to it is, has he ever lied to me? And I'll say, well, no, he's never lied to my face or I've never caught him in a lie. So this person has never lied to me. Hmm. And you train, you change your, your, thoughts of um that you may have into an actual scientific fact hmm. and that's helped me realize like my rights from wrongs and when my trust issues appear and when i could try to change those um sentences or phrases that i have in my fret about uh, in my head about a specific person and how can i make them more realistic so that's yeah. something that's helped me that's not a bad way to do it um, to play devil's advocate here i will say and, and it's funny because i was thinking about this before you started um, explaining that. And it's a great point. I think that's actually a really good thing to practice. But never discount a gut feel. A feeling. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I feel like sometimes like gut feelings can kind of like transcend information that you have in front of you for whatever reason. I don't know exactly what it is. But if you, but I, I'm going to stop you. If you have trust issues, it's really hard to decipher between your gut and what your trust issues are telling you. Sure. I agree with that. I don't know. I just like I've had gut feelings in the past and I choose, chose to ignore them. Um, mm-hmm. and then looking back, I, I mean, I shouldn't have ignored them. So that's, that's kind of my take on it. Uh, I'm the same way I'm, I've kind of been on both sides of the spectrum. Same with Maxwell is I'll trust too much too soon. Um, and mm-hmm. then sometimes I just won't trust at all. And I think that really mm-hmm. just boils down to the people that you're introducing into your life is if you trust too much too soon, maybe that person is just a trustworthy person. If you don't trust at all, then maybe that person just isn't meant to necessarily be in your life anyways. Yeah. Obviously I don't want to speak to Maxwell because he's going through a different situation that I, you know, I don't want to pretend that I have answers to. Um, I only wish him the best, but I almost don't trust somebody who doesn't have trust issues. <laughs> you know, you have trust issues. Cause like who hasn't been lied to, who hasn't been kind of, there's that is um, are you just the one human being who hasn't had anything bad happen to you or somebody lied to you mm. so i think maybe it's just like if you don't have trust issues i'm not sure you've had enough life experience yet mm. then th- this doesn't play to maxwell i'm not trying to pretend it does this is just me like literally formulating thoughts in my own head right i but, mean yeah like somebody who's just like so trustworthy or so trustful in other people I think it's just naive. I think it really just boils down to what the other person is willing to tell you about themselves. And if they're, you know, because there's a lot of, we all have dirty laundry at the end of the day. Totally. Mm -hmm. But if you're not like, if you're not forthright about that, then you're probably not going to be honest about a lot of other things that are happening or have happened to you as well. So someone, so someone like myself who has trust issues, I need to date someone that will tell me everything about themselves now, not something that they're going to feel comfortable telling me six months from now. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. for example, and you know, I don't know how to answer this, but in your relationship, do you guys know all each other's dirty laundry? Uh, yeah, we, we, yeah. I'm sure not all of it, but at least as it comes up in conversation, you're not willing to yeah, but even Vanessa said, what if it doesn't come up in conversation until like nine months down the road? Well, that's fine. I think as long as the story well, doesn't change. I think, right. As long as the story doesn't change. And I'm someone who like doesn't like drip drip relationships. Yeah, like but, my- I'm sorry to interrupt. But what I meant by that was say it just doesn't come up in random conversation until like 10 months into the relationship. And you're like, well, why didn't you tell me that earlier? And he's like, well, I didn't want to. I didn't think it was really 
relevant or you you need to know. Yeah. Well, no, we've had conversations and I said, listen, whatever you think that you need to tell me, I I would love to know. And I'm, I'm someone that won't judge. Just tell me how it is. And I love honesty. There's nothing sexier than a man that can just be themselves and be honest about their past and be honest about what they want in the future. Cause I've been in relationships where I, I was in one where I, he, who I thought was the love of my life. And for two years was telling me he wanted kids. And then one day woke up and was like, I don't want kids. And I felt like I was lied to for mm. the last, for two years of dating him. So I think that a- along with my parents' divorce has led me to want to be in relationships where it's like a hundred percent honest. And maybe this is where the talk comes up. Like I'm going to take it. Like, I just want to be honest about stuff. I don't want to feel ashamed of anything that I do, or I don't want to have to keep anything a secret. Here's yeah. a, here's a, a scenario. I'm curious to get both your thoughts on. Cause you say like, there's nothing sexier about a guy who's just completely honest and tells me the truth. But what if a dude cheated in his past relationship and he told you that early on? Yeah, I would appreciate him telling me that. But wouldn't, Instead, it, give you, wouldn't it give you so much hesitation to date him? I think, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like mm, a lot of people have either emotionally cheated or physically cheated. Um, and I'd rather know if that person has. I'd rather know from them in, instead of finding it out through the grapevine. Yeah, I agree with that 100% wholeheartedly. And I take it back. I don't know if a lot of people have cheated, but I'm just saying I think a lot of people have done things in their past that they're ashamed of, whether that's cheating or... I'm willing to bet more people than we think have. And more people that are willing to admit have as well. Um, Do you think cheating is cheating or emotionally like if you're texting another girl that you find attractive is that cheating you know i think if you asked me that question a year ago i would say that the physical is really the only way of going about it but now i think that there's two forms emotional and physical well yeah, yeah. but it all depends and on I what think, the texts say too right and i also think people have their own definition of what cheating is to make themselves feel better like we got that one email that came in a couple of weeks ago and she was basically saying like how they got in bed together and but nothing physical happened and then he never returned her phone calls and he deleted her off of Instagram. Remember that Yeah. email? They were like, oh, maybe he was dating someone. And in his head, laying down naked next to someone else probably didn't mean cheating because they never physically got physical. Yeah, but that's to me, stupid. That's that would still put my stomach in knots if I heard that about yeah, the girl no that I was kidding. dating. Um, anyways, Vanessa, so we do have Kimri Lewis gracing us yes, with her so presence excited. in our studio. Hi, guys. Hey, Kimri. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I had a whole Uber fiasco, but I'm excited. Oh, no worries. It. Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So you might know Kimry Lewis from the ABC hit show Single Parents, which is on Wednesdays at nine thirty. And you, we just so Kimry, we're from the Bachelor franchise, all three of us. And you yes. just had a special guest <laughs> appearance, who is also he's like the well, he's the king of Bachelor, obviously. Chris I'd Harrison. say so. Yes. Chris B. Harrison. And you guys were at the mansion. Yeah, we had a crossover episode, uh, two crossover episodes this week. Um, I was on The Bachelor with Leighton Meester and Chris was on our show. Yep. Yeah, killing it. So are you a Bachelor fan? I am. You know, I hadn't watched it watched it in a long time, but I started watching, you know, to prep for the for, <laughs> to prep for Chris's arrival. The most and, dramatic arrival dude, ever. Dude, the most dramatic arrival <laughs> ever. And what a season to like be on. Yeah. This season was crazy. It was yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It was a good season. Colton was a good bachelor. He jumped that fence, boy. I know. Ooh, in one oh, swift... I thought that was so romantic. 
I thought so too. He was like, I right. can't take it anymore. I gotta go after her. If it's not yeah, her, like, it's I'm nobody. ending this show. I'm going after one woman. I was like, oh, well, that's it, what I wanted. It brought up two conversations for me. One, either he wants Cassie so badly he's going after her and taking giving everything he can get, or he wants what he can't have. I think he just wanted to get away from everyone. <laughs> I think so. I think he's run away from production <laughs> too. too. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's like two and a half months in and he's like losing his mind. He's like, I just need to be alone for a second. Yeah. But I think it also set a new standard. Like if you're not jumping fences for me, get out of here. Sure. Yeah. Right? You know, I want to see you jump over a goddamn fence for me, please. That's But right. Kimry, that's the point I'm trying to make. I don't think he was jumping the fence for Cassie. I think he was jumping this fence for his own sanity. To get out? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Um, well, now we're going to see. Yeah, I guess it was, guess. It, it was like a twofer, right? Because he jumped the fence because Cassie left, but he kind of needed to get away from production to really collect his thoughts, too. But, Kimmy, you're a native of uh, L.A., That's Los right. Angeles. In, what would you call it? What is, what Angelino. Is like a, Angelino. Angelino. Yeah. Angelino. So I'm from Rhode Island, so I'm still learning out these oh, terms. what do you guys call yourself? Uh, Rhode Islanders. Okay. <laughs> nice and simple. Wait, and very L- basic. a person native from L.A. is an Angelino? Yeah. yeah. Native Angelino. No. Stop it. Yep. That's right, that? baby. Oh, I, well, I'm from Montreal, so I'm a Montrealer. Montrealer. Cool. And I'm a Montrealer. I'm a Coloradan. Think, all right. Yeah. Coloradan. You still what? I mean, I still think Angelina got y'all beat. Like, it's just kind of. It's way better. It sounds like angel. It just, it feels like palm trees. I feel like you should have a halo over you. Hey, I you think us, so. Will you tell us more about Single Parents? <laughs> single Parents. Oh, man. It's, it's a great show. It's created by Liz Merriweather and J.J. Philbin from the uh, New Girl franchise. And uh, it stars myself, Leighton Meester, Taryn Killam, Jake Choi, and Brad Garrett. Um, And it's about this group of parents who come together who, you know, wouldn't ordinarily hang out with each other. But because their kids are all in the same class, they hang out and help each other through social issues and dating and the whole nine. (laughs) It's a village. Now, you're an actress and a comedian. I am. Yes. Yes. Now, do you do stand up as well? I'm a stand up comic. My home club is uh, Flappers in Burbank. Oh, Flappers. Yes. Flappers. Have you been to Montreal for the Just for Laughs Festival? I have. I've been to M- Montreal, but I haven't been for that festival yet. So I'm okay. looking forward to it. I have a friend. I have a bunch of friends who've been, and they say it's amazing. Oh, it's it's my favorite time of the year. Yeah, yeah. Every big comedian, Kevin Hart, um, Jimmy Kimmel comes out there. Yep, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, who I yes. started with. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think she, she filmed her special last year, I think, or the year before. Yeah, I think Canada is just like a clean New York. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, I like that. Okay, Come well, on Kim- up, guys. Well, Kimmy, so tell us a, a little bit more then. So with single parents, how do you guys stay, I guess, topical with the events as a single parent? Because you're not a single parent. I'm not a single parent, but right. I grew up in a single parent household. Okay. And so, I and I have a lot of friends who are single parents. Right. So I just have a lot of experience and, you know, experiences to pull from. Um, to, related to that, you know, I think more more than ever, there's a lot more single parents. Like people Certainly. aren't doing the whole married thing; they're not waiting right. around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, in this upcoming episode, we talk about you know how financially how it can be a burden. You know, mm-hmm. you have that one person mm-hmm. income. Um, we talk about you know how do you how do you be the best parent you can be for your kid? How do you start dating? Right. You know, mm-hmm. how do you tell your kid that you're going to be dating somebody right. else? You know. So what does um, that look like? Do you have a specialist that comes in or like a therapist that helps prep or gives you guys advice on, we, you know, how to interact? You know, we pull a lot from our our group and we we got a lot of mess going on. Jake and I are, are single. 
Uh, I think the other three are married, but between us and the writers, we just got stories for days. Right. Well, especially <laughs> you growing up, like yeah. you said, you grew up in a single parent house. Absolutely. So I'm sure you can draw from a lot of experience from there. Yeah. yeah. I remember, like, I hated on my mom's first guy. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh, you're not coming up in here. This yeah. is me and mom. Like, it's, you know, it's me and mom. Right. Yeah, this is what totally. we do. This is what we've been doing. Um, so, yeah, I made it very difficult <laughs> for <laughs> Um, and then my dad also got remarried and that was a whole thing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's um, there's that there's the real life. And I think that's what I love about this show is that it talks about real issues. It deals with real issues. It's not, you know, picture perfect, um, but it also has heart and it's funny. Well, and like you said, too, now more than ever, it seems like you see a lot of single parents. Right? There's so many. So I'm sure it's very yeah. relatable for a large part of the population where they can tune in and kind of because it's a it's a comedy. Yep. So they can tune in and kind of get a laugh out of something that they might be experiencing in their personal mm-hmm. life. Absolutely. Totally. And, yeah. you know, we have a lot of kids who watch, too. I like that it's like, mm-hmm. I'm a family event. It's like, I get my wine, you get your juice box, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, totally. Well, I feel like it's also for people who are single. In the last episode, your character gets um, an invitation to her ex's was it your ex-husband or your ex-boyfriend or your yes, ex-husband's, ex-husband's wedding? wedding yeah. yeah. And that's like, I remember every time I would break up with someone or someone would break up with me. I'm like, I would dread the day I find out that my ex is now getting married or my ex mm. is engaged or my ex has moved on. So like that was a moment where I was like, oh, I totally relate. Yeah. It's a trip. Like and now with Facebook and everything, you see that like yeah. it is in your face right yeah um and yeah poppy had to deal with that in the last episode i've been dealing with it uh personally as well got a lot of exes out there shout out to them <laughs> shout uh, out. Big, big shout out to all exes because vanessa you bring up an interesting point about how you dread the day you find out an ex is married or so and so think about exes of ours well while we're on that oh. topic jared since like someone's that's... since someone's getting married this year Ooh. are any of your or ashley's exes going to be at the wedding uh n- well, uh, yeah. I mean, bachelor exes. That doesn't. I mean, Caitlin's invited. Okay, you know? sure. Well, do, are so we going to see like a Kayla Quinn or? No, obviously we're not friends with Kayla, so that would be we're not going to be invited to Kayla's wedding. And then, but Caitlin, uh, I believe, is invited. Sure, she got to save the date, and she's technically an ex. And then, for I think that's really the only one that we've like, quote unquote, dated from the show. <laughs> Sean Lowe? Uh, no, we're not that we're, you know, we're friendly with Sean yeah. and Catherine, but we're not, you know, friends with them, Okay, but they're nice people, but no, I think that's really it. Okay. Anyway. It's interesting. It's, but, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's no. an awkward, it's an awkward thing. But you even know, like your life is in the public. So if you were dating someone, it's like your ex again is, is going to know that. Well, my ex-boyfriend DJed my wedding. Mm-hmm. No, I'm no longer married, it. but yeah, my ex-boyfriend, the guy who I went to prom with DJed my wedding. How'd that go? Uh, he he got the tunes, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he he killed him. <laughs> Wait, did you know that he was DJing it, or were you hiring a company and then he showed up? No, we knew. Like well, me and my now ex husband, we interviewed and we sat him down and was like, "Hey, you know, what do you like?" And he was like, "R and B, you know, classic hip hop." And my husband was like, "You got the job." <laughs> That's a real power move. I think that I'm gonna f- just seek out one of my exes who probably isn't even a DJ and just be like, hey, I'm getting married. You want to DJ it for me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think he gave us like a better rate. You know, he, oh, I think yeah. he, he gave us that like that that X discount rate. Yeah. Or <laughs> like, the X inflated rate because he's like, X I'm going to charge inflated. you 20% more. <laughs> yeah. But he, he messed it up. So he felt bad. It was that guilty discount. Um, so you've got a lot going on then professionally, right? I do. So besides the acting, the stand-up comedy, what do you kind of, I guess, enjoy doing the most? Just all of it, yeah? Yeah. Well, I also write. I'm a writer. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have you write a, for Kevin Hart's... I do. Yeah, yeah Kevin Hart. Uh, we have a new show, web series coming out on Kevin's network. 
Um, and I'm also directing. I'm directing my first short film right. in, uh, in about a month. Thanks so much. Can you talk wow. about that at all? Um, it's, it's a dark comedy. We, uh, I can't talk that much about it. Oh, come on. Yeah, so I know. Have I you know. Shot it's it? a tease. We haven't shot it yet. So you haven't, oh, okay. We're in pre now. So I'm very interested from an actor's perspective of the difference between being on set as an actor and being on mm-hmm. set as a director. Absolutely. Because you always hear stories, you know, whether it be uh, someone like Jordan Peele who has Us coming out or, or Ben Affleck who's, you know, in a, a, a Us looks terrifying. Oh, looks sure it looks fantastic. Does. I was yeah. watching the preview can't for wait. it and I, I think I had to close my eyes for at least half of it. And it's just a preview. Like, I can't, the movie's yeah. going right. to be 20 times scarier. Yeah. But, but I feel like I hear a lot of these stories of actors uh, who are going through the business and then learn that they want to become directors and create their own film. Is that what happened with you? That's where it's at for me. I think stand-up helped with that bridge, you know, as an actor, you write, your, you're not writing your own stuff. You're saying mm-hmm. other people's words, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but as a stand up and as a writer and, and, you know, now director, you're saying your words, you get to kind of craft that story uh, that you want to tell. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to having a lot less hours in hair and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get to show up in sweatpants That's and wear right. a hat and just have a coffee in your hand and, and, and yell, yell stuff at people. Yeah. That's super um, exciting. I'm good at yelling stuff at people. Why don't you do both? Why don't you direct and act in the same film? I think that, that'll be, that'll come down up. Down the line. Yeah. But you want to focus line. your, uh, all your effort on directing. Right this now. Film. I just want it to be good. I want to knock it out the park. And, uh, did you, you know, write this short film as well? So you did not write this one. Oh, okay. So you're directing other, so that's uh, an interesting another concept story. Too. You're directing a different else. story. Yeah. Does that make you nervous at all? It, um, it's a relatable story. So, uh, it doesn't make me nervous and I'm working with people, uh, cast and crew that I know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is it about single parents? It's not about ah. single parents. Oh. <laughs> that would be funny. He, he's good at getting he's information recruit, out of people. Yeah, recruit all my, my cast from my current show. Like, guys, let's go do this other thing. Um, no, it's it's not about single parents. It's uh, it's all women in the cast. I okay. can say that. Oh, I love that. Yep, all women um, in front of and behind the camera. Ooh, hey. Okay, that's right, awesome. It's 2019. We're behind the camera too, you guys. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm. Uh, guys, yeah, I'm one of my favorite directors of all time is Catherine Bigelow. Oh my gosh, she's fantastic, brilliant. Point Break. I, I people forget that she directed Point Break. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> Wait, Fun the, fact: the newer old one, old one. Okay, with Keanu. Come on, and Patrick. I mean, the new one's pretty good too. Actually, I'll be. I was mm. pre- pleasantly surprised by watching that one. Anyway, before you got into acting, was there anybody that inspired you, whether it be stand up or acting, that got you uh, thinking, like, man, I want to do this. This is what I want to do with my life. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg's always been my inspiration. Mm. Um, she just, I, I think the way she started off, you know, doing theater, I come from a theater background, I majored in theater at NYU. Um, it, that live storytelling is, for me, has always been my passion. Um, and how she was able to catapult that into film and television. And, you know, back then, like, if you think about Whoopi, like, she was doing stuff back then that, no other black woman was doing. Yeah, no she other was before mm-hmm. her time. I mean, way before her time. You talk about like like a if you pitched a, a black woman doing a show about being a nun, like a former criminal who turned into mm-hmm. a nun, like we'd be like, what? Um, and that was years ago. That was decades ago. So um, I just love and appreciate how she took it, her own story, owned it, and you know made it a story that we can all you know talk to and relate about now. What's Whoopi doing nowadays? Whoopi's doing The View. Yeah, she does The View. Uh, And she still does, she still does dates. She does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, she's grinding. She tours? She does. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's not a big flyer. I know that she doesn't like to fly, 
So whenever she can, she'll. Well, come on with just, your with your status, your celebrity status. You and Whoopi have to be best friends by now, no? Oh, do I have celebrity status? Of course you do. Yes, <laughs> hey, you do. <laughs> hey, you couldn't tell by my DMs, you guys. Oh, get out! Nobody of here. slides up in my DMs. Get out of here. I am very offended by that. I don't know why. It's... Okay, question. So you you're single then, yeah? I know so you said you're divorced. Um, so let's get single. you on the Bachelor, dude. Let's make it happen. <laughs> let's call Chris up right now. You, make it happen. We've already got the inside line. We already know Chris. You know Chris. You've been at the mansion, so it's like a second home yeah, to you I now. Yeah, I know the layout. Yeah, yeah. I, I could just, I could pull up right now. We could shoot it real quick. Come on. Let me I know. Do, do you guys it. have any friends? You have any single oh, friends that I mean, you can I'm hook single. me up with? Oh, okay. I mean, if you want to come up you have to Canada, nice team. I can yeah. hook you up. Yeah, how's your credit? What's going Pretty on with bad. your credit? Pretty bad. We talked about it last week. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time out. Red flag. Yeah, okay. Flag on the play. Thank you, next. No, yeah, we could work right. with that. We could we could work with that. Um, so what's dating like for you in yeah. L.A.? Like, it's a trip. Um, I I <laughs> I was just telling my publicist, I went on a, I had my third date at my birthday party the same recently. Guy. Yep. Okay. Yep. And and, you invited uh, him to your birthday party. I invited him to my birthday party. How'd that go? Uh, it was great. <laughs> yeah. How did he interact with your friends? You that, that was the thing. Like, you can't invite just anybody to your birthday party. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, these are the it's people who deal. I love the yeah. most, who are closest to me. I had some, you know, I had some family there. So um, he just blended in seamlessly. It was, uh, he dressed the part. It's a big test. If, if, if someone you're dating can get along with your friends, it's actually one of my most important tests, personally. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Our first date was 13 hours. Oh. And what? We, was this and on an airplane? No, it wasn't on a plane. We it was like four dates in one. It was amazing. We went to like a carnival game show trivia thing. I, I really like you know competitive stuff, so sure. I was into that. And then we went to eat, and then we went to coffee, and then we went to uh, we took a walk around the block. It was Ooh. kind of like out of a movie. Um, so yeah, we're still dating. He got me good gifts. That's important. Oh wait, so you're you're not very single. You're oh, dating. Oh no, I'm super. I'm single. Oh, you're super single. I'm super single. We're yeah. That was just. He just happens to be a nice guy. The thing is, too, I feel like with your schedule, it's got to be time to even carve. It's got to be hard to carve away time for someone else. That's true too. Yeah. But yeah. now we wrapped, so I got time. I am on yeah. all the apps. I just signed up for J Date. Oh, okay. No, I was gonna say Are as a Jewish? guy, I'm on all of them. Uh, yeah, might as well. Am I Jewish? No. Are you on Farmer Single? But that doesn't mean I'm not open oh my God, to people. I love you. Are I you on, on Raya? I am oh, on Raya. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, I'm on Raya. Dean's on Raya, too. Oh, okay. oh. Vanessa's on Raya. You're on Raya? We're all on Raya. Dude, I would totally swipe right on you. <laughs> yeah, let's make it happen. I would do that in a heartbeat. Hey, what's your Raya song? Yeah, good question. Um, it's it's uh, Chance the Rapper. All right. Yeah. So I dig it. Yeah, you know, I, I was just a Grammy say, Award winner. No I was going to say earlier, uh, as a guy, especially after a couple of dates, you never want to be described to friends as he's a nice the guy. Nice guy. He's a nice guy. Why not? I think nice is nice. Important to now, be a nice guy. Now, anytime a girl describes someone as a he's a nice guy, it's not going anywhere. But he's well, a nice not guy. True. No, no my, I, I, I describe disagree. my boyfriend now as a nice guy. Well, and there. we even like we had someone on, and I was like, I want someone who's nice. I want like heard, the no, nice. No, no. Here first. Jared just said that Vanessa's relationship isn't going anywhere. There's a, there's a difference. <laughs> no, no. There's a difference between saying your significant other is nice, and then me asking, "Hey, how was it with that guy?" And you saying, "He's a nice guy." That is two very different things. I don't think I've ever heard someone talk about their future husband in the first sentence saying, "He's a nice guy." Oh, see, nice to me is like a turn on. No, like, nice is I went good. On a, I went on a date once, and this guy saw a homeless man who was in a wheelchair. 
He went up to him, knew him by name, mm-hmm. and gave him money. Uh, he was like, hey, Patrick, heart. how you doing? Gave him money. I was like, dude, I would have sex with you right now. <laughs> and what happened yep. to that guy? On the street. Um, we're, we're still talking. I like to have a lot of burners going. Okay. Yeah. The Nothing same wrong time. with that. You just but do you never see a future with that the guy? The hotation. Yeah. He's a nice guy, Jared. He's like a that. nice guy. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, I've, I, kindness I, is I, a turn I on want to, you to uh, Kindness is a wonderful turn on. Kindness is something that everybody should have, that a majority of people do have, which is fantastic. But uh, what I'm saying is when people describe someone as, hey, he's a nice guy, you, as the, one of the first things you come up with as a personality trait, I find that usually it's not going anywhere. Unless being a nice guy is what makes you want to jump their bones the most. Ding, Which ding, in ding, Kimry's ding, case, ding, it ding. seems like that might be what it All right, is. Yeah. I want you to come back. I want you to come back on this podcast in about five or six months and see if you're still talking to that guy. Okay. Good. You I know, love that. But you know why I like nice? Because I did the bad boys already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are misinterpreting my words. I'm not saying you shouldn't be with a nice guy. I'm not saying your boyfriend isn't nice and that's not a turn on for you. What I'm saying is- If that's your first, default response. If that is your default oh. response, he's a nice guy. It's not going. It's because but you're saying it's so dry. Like he's a nice guy. Because if on a you're podcast, like, girl, he's a nice guy. He's nice. You know, like he is nice. It, it turns on. Yep, it, that's different. It, it makes me think about the inflection. Of course, if you change that up, but I just, I still, I'm going to stick with my words. I'm painting it with a broad brush because it's I more interesting it. that way. Um, but uh, I, I want to know. Yeah, I'm curious. I think I think it's underestimated. I think kindness is underestimated in oh, guys. I don't think so. I really? think I think every woman wants someone who's nice and kind, but they also want somebody who's charming. Has a little bit of a and, like a and, rough side, and, yeah, and like edge, a little because, bit of a bad boy side to them. But someone who's like going to treat his mom nice and is going to like yeah. think about you on like not not the special occasions, like the guy who's going to like bring flowers or chocolate because he thought he saw them and he thought about you. Yep. But he's also like he's got that side to him that's how you many, know. How and many I feel dates like, in? Is it two? How many dates until you want to see a flowers from a guy? First date, dude. Yeah, I never it. even First met. Date, Kimry. Yeah, yeah, I never even met. I agree with her. I never even met my boyfriend now, and he sent me a bouquet of Kit Kats because he knows I don't like oh, flowers. Yes. So he sent me a bouquet. I know. I was yes. like, Ooh. why do the guys the always have to do everything? Because you guys are the chasing. It's 2019. Yeah, exactly. There are no stereotypes hunt, anymore. So we, are on, we are on even playing ground. <laughs> yeah, sure, but but do it. No, I mean, I'm, listen, I'm, I don't preach what I say because I obviously do the opposite and I get things for Ashley and I want to make her feel special. But Ashley also does a lot for you. But Ashley does. It's, like it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprise wise. Like, you know. But it's not just gifts. Like, you guys don't just, you don't have to bring gifts. You also, I want to see how you're interacting with waiters, you know, with right. like, the people that you, like, if you're mean to a waiter. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my biggest yeah. pet peeve. Adios. Did you ever work that. in the hospitality industry? I did. I worked at Denny's. Shout out to Denny's. Nice. In West out. Oh, I love, I love Denny's. Denny's. I'll be honest. I really do actually. All like the slams. I honestly think it should be a college curriculum. I think there should be a class mm-hmm. where you are required to look uh, work at least four to six months in the restaurant industry because that teaches you so much about it life does. and how you should treat people. Absolutely. I worked at a restaurant for a month in college. Hated it. Quit. Which restaurant? Uh, it was just like some local Mexican restaurant in my college town. What did you do? Bus? Yeah, I was a busser as a, and a bar back. But I worked. Hey, I was I was a buster too. I worked in a hotel for five years, so I think that's that's my equivalent. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I worked at Bubba Gump. Oh yeah, in Times Square. Yeah, in New York too. And you know, New York. Oh, that must have been hectic. You know, it's it's a lot of tourists and New Yorkers. New Yorkers aren't the nicest. Well, especially at Bubba Gump, you're not not many local New Yorkers are probably going to be going to Bubba Gump, right? That's true. Right. That's very true. There's a Bubba Gump on the Santa Monica Pier, right? There is. I just learned about that the other day. I yeah, I if, if uh, single parents doesn't come back, I might have to start working. No, come I think on. you're gonna be just fine. I think you're gonna be just fine after scandal and now single parents. You're gonna be just fine. Well, I was gonna ask you, you too know. because you're a stand-up comedian and uh, uh, an actor. 
Um, do you have any ambitions to be on SNL? Because I don't know. When I f- was watching Single Parents, I just mm-hmm. saw your charisma and your personality and your comedic timing. And <laughs> then obviously you. I saw Taryn, who was on of SNL. Of course, who was and, on there for years. And I was thinking before you came in, I was like, man, Kimberly would be a, a really good cast member on SNL. You know, I I would enjoy that sketch life, mm-hmm. but I would enjoy it as uh, my own show. So I recently wrote a pilot that I just sold. It's a sketch show. Ooh, yep. That's and, amazing. And uh, that's, that's what I want to do. You okay. just, every single time you, Seriously. you talk, you're, you're talking about something else that you're doing that's just amazing. Well, that's why it's so hard to date. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, you and I got to get our asses together, uh, man. Make it happen. Just, just casual drops the pilot that gets picked up. I mean, I love it. That's um, all. Kimmy, what else, are, where else could we find you, I guess? Because you're on Instagram, yeah? I social. am on the gram. Yeah. Yep. I'm uh, on the gram. I'm on Twitter and Facebook. What's the handle? Give us a shameless plug for I am Kimri at everything. I am Kimri. Yeah. And it's K-I-M-R-I-E. Yes. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> spelling is also like a turn on for me. Third grade spelling bee champ. Yes. Right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I won my sixth grade spelling bee, so... You know, okay. I'm sure my words were a little bit harder than yours, not to brag. You guys have so much in common. I know. Yes. Look, at Look, at Look at that. What's your sign? What's your I'm sign? I'm Aries. Oh. What are you? What are you? I'm a Pisces. Oh, my birthday yeah. just oh, passed. Okay. Great synergy. It was two days ago. Happy belated Happy birthday. Belated. Happy belated. Thank you so much. Um, and single parents. When does single parents air? Wednesdays at 9.30. On which network? On ABC. ABC. Obviously. I knew that, but I just wanted the listeners to know that. Yeah. So Wednesday nights at 9.30, ABC. You can check single parents. There's a new episode coming out this Wednesday. Yes. Guys, check it out. It's an amazing show. Before you go though Kimri we do have an email and one more email that we have to answer that I would love to get your thoughts on oh let's do it because you were so many connections may be made between you and Dean there's something about Dean that you should probably know <laughs> hit me so hit me Dean oh why don't you God. tell Kimri you can tell it in your own words um, I'm moving out of my house in a couple months and I'm gonna live in a van full time okay <laughs> I figured before you guys go on a first date, this is something you should talk about. Is this a uh, conscious choice or is this like a forced At a necessity? Yes. Um, no, I've just always wanted to do it. And so now is my time to try it. For how long are you going to live in this family? Well, roughly three months, but maybe longer. Who knows? And if what? Like three month minimum. Well, what kind of van is it? Oh, it's going to be, I don't know, you know like, uh, like an old school VW. Like it's going to be like a van that's converted into a living space. You know what I mean? So it's uh-huh. got like a bed and a fridge oh, and a kitchen. Oh, there'll be a bed. Yeah, there'll oh, be a bed. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a nice van. Then... It's not like I'm just going to buy a van and sleep on the seats in the back of it or anything like that, you know? Um, but yeah, it's something I've always wanted to do. I, like I've, I've told Jared and Vanessa before, I lived in a, a bus for like four years as a child and it's just kind of returning to my roots sort of thing. Now, but you know, after all this talk on the podcast about this, there's no turning back. Oh, well, so that's the thing. I, and I'm kind of scared because I don't have the van yet, right? Like I still have two months to basically buy a van, mm-hmm. turn it into something I want to live in for three months. Um, but I've got my room rented out already. So it's like come May 20th, I think, is the day Ooh. that my sublease begins. And so regardless, I'm out, you know? Well, if you need a couch to crash on before you get your van. Um, I'll sleep on your pee-stained couch. It's um, <laughs> Hopefully we'll have a new one from Joyride by then. Um, but this is an email from a listener, Sarah. It says, and the headline is Van Life. It says, hey there, my husband and I and our dogs are moving into a van on April 1st. So I was excited to hear that Dean is doing the same thing. We've rented out our house and are quitting jobs to fully immerse ourselves in it and travel. As far as showering, we have a solar shower, pretty much a bag that you set in the sun to warm and has a small nozzle that we tried out and worked well. If you find yourself not in the city, I appreciate hearing Dean's outlook on life and respect that he is going to live a minimalist lifestyle despite all his success. That really wasn't a question. I was kind of just like... Like, hey, uh, as a statement, I thought it was going to be a, a van question, but well, that's okay. It's very nice of you, Sarah. Thank you. You should do like a pimp my van. 
Yeah. You know? Do you think ex- exhibit is free or? What? I mean, I mean <laughs> what are you going to do for showers? Well, that's why she, I think, brought up the whole shower thing is yeah. because initially I planned just to not shower for three months, Oh, which just wait, sounds like the most liberating on. thing of all time. Uh, <laughs> what? So are you no, just going to get like, gonna, a life supply of baby wipes? I'm going to get like gym memberships and bathe in the ocean. I'm going to so be gone will, for yeah. like a large part of the three months as well. Like I'm going to be in Europe for a month, so. Oh. traveling and then yeah you get a gym membership and you shower there so i guess the That's question cool. to you kimri is would you ever see or consider yourself dating a guy that lives in a van i'm down <laughs> hey, I'm, okay. I'm actually open to it i'm open to anything and everything right now that's great yeah i, I that's love that you're wearing all this green post saint patty's day too oh yeah you're keeping it real very right, colorful got to. um what if you met a guy at a bar and he's like okay do you want to come back to my place and you go sure we're hitting it off this is great and then his place is just around the corner on the side of the street in a van you wouldn't no. be you wouldn't be like I would freak out. You would. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I would I freak would. out. Like I would. I mean, first of all, I always text my best friend. You know, hey, this is my location, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'll send her that. You know, for first dates, which I don't think guys are. Like no. guys aren't afraid of losing their life on, no. the, on the first date. Women are not when there's sex on the line. I think guys will basically do anything. Well, even with sex on the line, <laughs> I think women are. You know. We're afraid. You should be. Well, not, you, you should, should be. be. <laughs> God, you should be, but it's, it's good to Dean, take we the were side going of so well. The guy is about to move scared. into a man and just say, you should be That's scared. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you should always err on the side of caution, I guess is the point that I'm trying to make. That I do do that, yeah. But uh, if it's like, if it's somebody that I had already met right. and, you know, felt comfortable and safe with, then yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go to your... I'll go to your van. <laughs> but no, of course, it's very smart. Always keep your location services on and let a friend know where you're at at all times. Huh? Because you just don't know. It's a scary world we live in. It could be. <laughs> or it could be exciting. It, it and could be you, great. Yeah. You can meet a nice guy a nice in guy their van and have the best time of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, uh, Kimberly, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having um, me. Congratulations on all your success. And obviously, we wish you nothing but the best moving forward as well. And thank as Jared so said, much. six months from now, we want to get you back in here and see if you're still dating a nice guy. Okay. I want to see that. I will, I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> and everybody can see uh, Single Parents on Wednesdays, ABC at 9.30. So yes. big thank you so much, Kimry Lewis, for coming in. Big thank you to Joybird. You can go to joybird.com slash Dean and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code Dean. Dean. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, big thank you to Sleep Number. You can find Sleep Number at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. All you have to do is visit sleepnumber.com slash Dean, Dean. <laughs> to, to find the one nearest you. And a very, very big thank you to one of my favorite investing apps, Robinhood. Make sure to sign up at dean1.robinhood.com and get a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio today. And one thing I want to talk to you guys all about uh, as our listeners is our big NAPA um, event that we're having in, on April 6th in Napa, obviously. Yep, Napa all the money Wine Train. All the money raised will go to the Red Cross for earthquake preparedness. All you have to do is go to ifonly.com for, for uh, more information. It's going to be us three. I think Blake's going to be there. Ashley and Ben are going to be there. Becca. Tanya is going to be there, too. All of, all of the homies are going to be all there. All the so, iHeartRadio podcast. But I think Jenna Kramer is going to be there. Wells is going to yep. be there. Easton's going to be there. Mark, are yep. you coming? No. Mark, you're not coming? Amy's Nobody's going to come if you don't come. You're not going to raise any money for the Red Cross. Um, but anyway, go to ifonly.com if you <laughs> want to get some really more information about, about that. I would love to love to see you guys there. Yeah, so. you guys can come sip wine with us. And it also co- comes with a four-course meal on the Napa Valley Wine Train. Thank you guys all so much for being uh, listeners of the podcast this week. But be sure to tune in next week. we got a very, very big episode for you. Um, tune in then. Maybe we'll suck a little bit less. 
Follow Help by Socket Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Love you. Bye, Vanessa. Bye. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.